prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I am the Maximal Chops, and with me is the Predacon Craig WK. Thanks for having me, my heart's enemy. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed already, we're t- and I don't know how you could, most people would not get that reference, we're talking about Beast Wars, the Transformers for the PlayStation. Yeah, released on the PlayStation 1 on December 5th, 1997, this third-person action shooter depicts some fictional events from the cartoon of the same name, The Adventures of Transforming Robots Stranded on Prehistoric Earth. Yeah, so the premise is it's after your mainline Transformers series, Mm -hmm. you have an Optimus Prime, which... Optimus Primal? Well, he becomes Optimus Primal. I don't know if if he's... like I don't I can't remember if they're just future versions of the other ones because there's this like weird time paradox that happens in the in the show. Um, yeah, as far as the 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 introductory stuff for the show, because yeah. I, I I did watch the early stages of of Beast Wars. Yeah. I uh, as far as that goes, to the best of my knowledge, uh, Optimus Prime is goes with his team to find a new source for Energon. Yes. Megatron chases after him. This yep. is Generation One. They crash land on Earth and they're all damaged to the point where they can't. They're all asleep. They're all yes. in like you know suspended animation and they're well they're robots so really they're just like off asleep yeah or, yeah off they're in yeah. standby mode yeah basically <laughs> and uh, uh, there's like an earthquake or something and the Decepticons wake up. Uh, Get themselves out of there, and then the transport or the Autobots get going as well, and they 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 wake up in like modern times. Mm-hmm. In this case, it would have been the 1980s or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the Beast Wars, if I'm not mistaken, it's another team that's basically I thought was hunting down to see what happened to like Optimus Prime and stuff. Uh, they're going for Earth, and but they hit like a weird portal. I think they travel through time, and they get to Earth. When they crash landed and are in stasis, yeah. I, I well, I don't even I gotta, know. I gotta if look they, it up. I'm yeah, sorry. take a look because I was gonna say I don't even know if they had to hit a time warp because like the uh, Transformers crash land on Earth when it is like the dinosaur era or whatever, and then they're yeah. stuck there for like you know like millions of years or whatever. I thought that it was just sort of like shortly after that or maybe a few thousand years after that they then go hunting to, to Earth. Yeah. So yeah. So it's the series featured the Maximals and the Predacons, mm-hmm. which are descendants. Of the Autobots and Decepticons, and it was set in the future of the original Transformers continuity. How it was ever revealed that that eventually revealed that they traveled back in time before the series began and were actually on prehistoric Earth sometime between when Optimus Prime and Megatron first crash landed on Earth before they woke up, and and the time when they woke up. So it's like when they crash landed during the time that they didn't wake up, and then after. Oh, because I know uh, the ghost of Starscream makes an appearance, I think, at yes. one point yes. in Beast Wars, which is awesome. He because... travels through time, too, then? He must? Yeah, it's it's a weird convoluted series. Yeah. And the premise that they're animals is be- mostly because they have animal forms because the planet is so enriched with Energon that they can't be exposed to it as robot form, so they have to turn into animals. And then that blends into or bleeds into the the mechanics of this game then. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, well, first off, I guess, did you ever play this as a kid? Yes. I own this game. Really? Yes. I played this a lot as a kid. I, I, in my naive eyes, (laughs) loved this game. Because this game isn't that great. As an adult? Like, why did I waste my time with this game? I don't know. Spoiler alert. There are no speed runs for this game. I'm somehow not surprised. I'm not surprised, and now I'm tempted to get one. I mean, just beat it once and you <laughs> yeah, win. I know, right? It might get, uh, you know, de- you might get dethroned soon enough, but, I mean, you'll have it for a while. Why would, why, why would anybody want to? 
people have played worse games. They have, but like, uh, and, and I mean, I I didn't find a speedrun for it. That's uh, that's okay. So it might exist. I didn't even see any records of it on the speedrun.com hmm. website. So I don't know. There's other Transformers games. It could be somewhere else. I don't know why. Yeah. But as far as I know, this game is not speedrun because right. it's a third-person shooter on the PS One. Transformers on the PS One. Yeah, it's so so, and I never played this when I was younger. And, oh, okay. And we'll we'll talk I'm more sorry. about the cartoon and the stuff as we go now through. As an adult. Um, I, I didn't. <clears throat> thank God. Uh, you were been uh, saved. No, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I did not. Yeah, yeah, I was saved. Uh, so the. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about the cartoon inevitably at some point because I, I have a lot to say about Transformers yeah. in general because I love Transformers so much. Uh, but the, the gameplay itself is, yeah, it's third person, and you get a bunch of characters to choose from, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it's like the show. They they start out with an, almost an even amount of Transformers on each side, the Maximals and the Predacons, mm-hmm. and then throughout the series they're continuously rescuing other uh, Transformers from pods that are floating in the atmosphere. I see, yeah. So we have, uh, uh, as far as your playable characters go throughout the game, you have, uh, for the Maximal side, you have Optimus Primal, Dinobot, Rhinox, Rattrap, Cheetor, and Erizor. Yep. And then for the uh, uh, Predacon side, you have Megatron, Scorponok, Inferno, Tarantulas, Pterosaur, and Black Arachnia. Yes. Now, can you guess, I don't know if you got this far, can you guess what Inferno is? Inferno is like a uh, an insect of some kind, right? He is. Do you know what kind? An ant, maybe. He's a fire ant. Fire ant. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's my my one of my favorites because he's always just like Inferno. Like he's always <laughs> saying his name and just like is an idiot. Well, I felt like a lot of the villains were just real dumb. Oh, in they're this. straight up idiots. Except for Megatron, who's like he's a still a pretty big idiot. Oh, is What's he? funny is the series goes like it has a weird mix of when it spotlights a character, mm-hmm. that character is smarter than everyone. Everyone around them is a dummy. They like <laughs> continually break apart into pieces, like when they're when they're whatever other characters around them. Mm-hmm. But when they're not the spotlight, then they're the dummy. It's like a weird like shifting of of and I mean I guess that happens more on the Predacon side and the Optim- on the Maximal side. It's not as obvious, but mm-hmm. it happens quite a bit throughout the series. Man, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I and maybe that like you know because in the original Transformers. I really loved Megatron, yes. and I liked Starscream. He was he was a weenie, but I really liked him. And so, like you know, you didn't really have that dynamic as much in in Beast Wars. Craig, I got a pitch for you. It's yeah. Transformers, okay? Mm-hmm. They turn into animals, okay, like right. crazy cool animals. Sure, okay. And you got a dynamic of Megatron and Starscream, uh-huh. but that dynamic is with every character on his team. Oh, they all want to be. They all the want to be the boss. That's that's how it is in Beast Wars. Scorponok, um, Terrazor, um, Black Arachnia, um, all of them want to overthrow Megatron and be in charge. And they all are idiots, except for in, Megatron, in times, who's lesser of an Like idiot. I said, when it focuses on them, they're pretty smart, but mm-hmm. it, but usually they get foiled somehow. Of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's that trope of, I want to rise to power because I'm a bad guy and I don't trust anybody, and it's every single Predacon is like that. I don't know how much I like that. Yeah, it gets a little old after a while. Yeah. Uh, now, we'll jump back into the show in yes. a few minutes, I'm sure, because inevitably we can't not talk about it, but let's uh, jump back into the gameplay a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. So you can, what, one thing I thought was really interesting is that you can choose between being a Maximal or a Predacon. Yeah, they set up the missions, the game as different missions for each side in your quest to basically gain tactical advantage on the planet that mm-hmm. you're on. Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. I, I also, like you mentioned earlier, in robot mode, your energon slowly depletes or yep. whatever, and so you become more um, susceptible to it. So, like when there's an energon source nearby, you take damage and basically die, <laughs> unless you turn into your uh, beast mode. Beast mode form. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting because while I was watching the the playthrough, I was having a hard time. One, I was like. Why do they keep turning into their animal forms if they can't do anything in the animal you form? Get, it's just running, essentially. Yeah. Um, 
and it's because of the energon. Like if you fall on energon, you just die. Oh, as, as a as a if you touch it too long. Like Yikes. it's just it's the stupid like mechanic of like the game is hazardous itself. Like mm-hmm. you're not only fighting Predacons and the Scree or whatever they're called, you're you're also fighting the planet itself, which is just kind of annoying. I see. Yeah, that that is pretty obnoxious. I you know, I, I also kind of thought it was interesting that like if a character dies, you have to like go on a rescue mission to yeah. get them back. Yeah, I do. thought that's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this game is a whole lot of really cool ideas, it's just n- not executed no. that great. Yeah, it, it's it's neat. It's cool. Yeah, because it's like almost spy esque of a game on mm-hmm. certain levels, and then real like rescue mission adventure type game. Mm-hmm. And then there's like battles. You're fighting other Predacons and other creatures. There's enough in it that is fun, and then you yeah. get tricked because you're like, "This is fun," and then it's like, "No, no, it's not fun." <laughs> Let's ramp up the stupidness of this game to fifty out of ten, and mm-hmm. it it just defeats you. Yeah, it, it it was really weird, and also I thought it was bizarre that uh, like it, when the uh, Maximals win when they beat the yeah. game. All it does is it's just like, the day has been saved by, and it lists them all. And it's like, Optimus Primal, Rhinox, Cheetor. And I'm like, okay, that's a lame ending. And so I jumped to the uh, Predacon side to see their ending. And it's like way different. It's like a what if, and like Megatron like defeats the auto or the uh, the Maximals. Yeah. And then he goes back to Cybertron and blows it up. And it's yeah. like, why does he want to destroy Cybertron? Yeah, um... Well, Megatron wanted to just take over Cybertron. Take over, and yeah. Then, doesn't he eventually destroy it? No, I. Uh, I mean, maybe in like way later generations or comics, but I. I, thought he I did. No, his whole thing is that he wanted to rule Cybertron. He didn't want to destroy it. Oh, okay. That's why, like in the movie uh, Galvatron, who Megatron was, I yeah. uh, gets mad at Unicron for like try eating the moons, mm-hmm. and he's like, Cybertron and all of its moons belong to me. Yeah. That's a quote. <laughs> It uh, <laughs> this this should be just part two to the or uh, uh, um, a teaser for whatever Last Action Podcast does the Transformers movie. The fact that we know every line from the uh, movie. Yeah. Wait, no, no, did they do the Transformers movie? Was I sure I hope not. One? No, you're on GI Joe. I think I was on GI Joe. I don't know if I was on Transformers. I don't think they did Transformers they yet. If they did, I'm going to be very offended because it's like my favorite There's childhood. A, I, movie. I feel like a lot of people want to be on that, so that's why they may not have done it. A lot of people can kiss my butt. I mean, I'd probably be one of those people. Like I said, you can kiss my butt. <laughs> oh, all right, that's fair. But this, the 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 show itself, it so the game's based off of the first season. The, mm-hmm. It the show ramps up and gets ridiculous later on, and eventually goes into this trans metal show uh, version of Beast Metal Beast Wars, where yeah. they're back on Cybertron, but they're like these weird futuristic animal style. Like it's weird, but like alien almost. Yeah, weird. But the the game. Because the show is so weird, is just as weird. Like, okay, third person, I get it. That that's a that's a I think a good genre or style for this game. I, I understand that. The hazardous energon on the planet, yeah, I get it. That's how it is in the show. That's why they're dinosaurs or animals or whatever. Yeah. But like, just the it, it falls into that sad trap of bad controls mm-hmm. and polygonal graphics all the graphics did not hold up and it it just unfortunately hit in that that era of like the teenage years of 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 video game graphics well what's weird though is like it's not even like you can be like oh the show's animation was so much better because the show show was 3d it was like early 3d yeah it was like if you've it it was like reboot if you've ever watched reboot it was reboot but maybe almost not as good no it was a lot of there's a lot of those cartoons out there that Mm -hmm. even movies that did that yeah and they did not hold up no no and and here's the thing there's some really neat things with Beast Wars, like the the cartoon, because like you had like the ghost of Starscream come in, like yeah, that's great. There was you know? cool callbacks to the original series. Yep. You find out that they're actually on Earth when right. they didn't think they were. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like a Planet of the Apes kind of thing. Yeah. Like it was Earth all along. Right, right. I uh, 
And uh, the the other big thing is, and, and this is a little bit of a spoiler if you've never got into it and you want to get into the Beast Wars series, but like, uh, what is it, Dinobot's sacrifice? How like uh, Megatron is realizes that it's Earth and he wants to kill the the first humans yeah. and make sure that they never help the the Decept- or the uh, Autobots out. And so he's going to change history and annihilate humanity. And Dinobot sacrifices himself to make sure that humans survive and that time stream is protected. A character dies on this children's cartoon to make sure that like humanity is saved. Like something like that is really neat. It's yeah. really cool. And they also so mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you know the premise of the golden disc. I vaguely remember it. Do you know what that it's in reference to? I don't think so. So no. I originally thought it was in reference to like religion and like the discs for like um Mormon uh religion. I think oh, there's like okay. discs. Yeah, of yeah. But I think it references, and I just looked this up, mm-hmm. the golden discs that are on Voyager, the Voyager spacecraft. Oh, that's why that, that sounded familiar. Human life and culture, uh-huh. and that are it's just like sailing in space right now. And as as I look at the discs, yeah, they look like the golden discs from the show. Oh, that's pretty. And cool. how like they find these discs and they're like fascinated with like what secrets they hold, and eventually it like calls out to like alien races in the show and i'm like this is weird this is super weird super weird but the transformers had other alien races that they interacted with yeah but not when they're they're animals like it's it's almost like it's like if noah's ark like noah (laughs) found these discs and he's like well i'm gonna send my best animals up to space to find out what's going on come over here who could say that's not what happened (laughs) come over camel yeah, it's essentially what it was. Um, You're going to space. space. <laughs> they got no. They got teleported through like a laser. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a weird show. I wonder if that's in reference to the teleporter that uh, the Decepticons made. Because uh, uh, throughout Generation One, uh, not off the bat, but like within however many episodes, they created like a the space bridge. Where they would oh, send Energon and people to Cybertron. I, I don't know. Because the, the whole concept of, of like Earth in this show is really weird. Because there's like floating, like parts where gravity is weird. Where like there's floating islands and things. Mm-hmm. There's It's just real strange. Yeah. Real strange. By the way, uh, on the subject of the, uh, the cartoon, I did uh, uh, find some interesting info. On the cartoon, more so than about this game. Yeah, no, totally get into it. Uh, So on the show, uh, there's a couple of voice actors I wanted to uh, call out to. Optimus Primal was voiced by Gary Chalk. He had previously voiced Gutsman in the Mega Man cartoon. Uh, Another great cartoon. Grounder from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. And uh, Pathfinder on G.I. Joe. Oh, okay. And there's one more voice he did that blew my mind. All right. Demon King Baramos. Does that name sound familiar? No. That is the demon lord from Dragon Quest III. Oh, really? There was a dragon warrior, because that's what it was yeah. originally called America, uh, cartoon that we got 13 episodes of. Oh. The anime in Japan is like 20-something episodes, maybe even more. Have you watched it all? Uh, no, I've only watched a few episodes, because it was only a few episodes that came to America. Oh, okay. Uh, but, uh, I wonder if I can get them online. Uh, they're on YouTube. Oh, okay. all, all 13 dubbed episodes from like the 80s are on Oh, no, I want subtitle. I want subtitle, baby. Oh, like the full series? Yeah. Uh, that's probably still available online okay. somewhere. Uh, but it's kind of a neat uh, anime. It's a dra- it's like based on yeah. the Dragon Warrior series or whatever. Uh, but uh, as far as that goes, yeah, he he voiced Demon King Baramos. That's funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty great. Uh, and then otherwise, Megatron was voiced by David Kay, uh, who previously voiced... Trace Kushranada in Gundam oh, Wing. Of course. Of course. <laughs> General Hawk in G.I. Joe. And this is one that I thought was weird. Uh, Sun Tendo from Ra- the Ranma Half dub. Hmm. Uh, Sun Tendo is uh, the father of uh, the main girl, Akane. Uh, it's the... I've never seen Ranma. Really? That's oh, very good. It's very, very good. Really wacky, hmm. but really good. Uh, but yeah, he voices the dad, uh, uh, the the main female protagonist's father in the English dub. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought that uh, uh, even just looking at a few of the voice actors that, you know, it was kind of interesting to just kind of see what else they had done. Uh, but I... Uh, 
talk more about the game. <laughs> I mean, if we have to. <laughs> well, I'm just going to go over a couple missions just to give sure. people an idea. So uh, in the Maximal Campaign, there's a re- mission called Retaliation in the urban area. Um, basically, it, Rhinox's base has been taken over by Predacons, uh, Chief Scientist Tarantulas. And uh, he's programmed it to defenses um and you basically have to recapture the area mm-hmm. um there's also one where you it's a lot of tarantulas um, in the yeah those first few missions uh it's nothing but tarantulas yeah there's the desert area where uh Scorponok has begun a mining operation in the desert mm-hmm. um and then like on the predacon side it's like you attacking Rhinox's lair, yeah. Um, starting the mining operation, like it, it, it's cool that they kind Tie of in. mirror what is happening. I, I appreciate that. Like once again, this is a game of good ideas, just, just, not, just bad execution. Yeah, and the execution is a little iffy. Um, I, I, I sadly because I sadly yeah sadly <laughs> because I love the show, I love the toys, and I had almost all the toys. Um, I Ooh. just del- dive right into this game and just been saddened by it. What was your favorite uh, of have the? You had uh, any, did you have any of these toys? Or I had a few anyone? of the toys. Yeah, I, I I was getting a little bit more out of Transformers when Beast Wars mm-hmm. was hitting, uh, but I had a few of them. Which I had some of the have? weird ones, uh, ones that you wouldn't think I would have gotten, okay, because they were gifts from like family or whatever. I got Cheetor. Yep. And rat trap. Okay, so there was a there was a scale to the to the transformers. Oh, and I think I also had Scorponok, maybe. So it, what was weird with these toys, mm-hmm. as opposed to I think the transformers, uh, and mostly because I don't know, and I, if LPJ was here, he'd be able to tell me. There was like a pricing grade for the quality of toy that you got. Sure. The lower level ones were your rat trap and Scorponok. Uh-huh. Your mid tier ones were your Cheetor and Tarantulas. Uh, and then your high tier were Megatron and Optimus. I really did want Megatron and T-Rex. I have Megatron. That's pretty sweet. I have Optimus Primal. Um, Meh. I, I have Cheetor, Rat Trap. I did not have Rhinox. He was one of the more expensive ones. Meh. Um, but the way that it was not as uh, the way that the pricing worked was that like the Rat Trap one when he transformed, you basically just pulled his tail and he. Uh, transformed on his own. Yeah, very easy to transform Rat Trap, I remember. With the Scorponok one, everything just tucked in underneath him, and you just unfolded it out, and then turned his head, I think, and that's how you transformed him. Yeah. Um, the, oh, what was the B guy's name? Waspinator. He was another Waspinator, unique yeah. one. But what was cool with the toys is they had a lot of stuff that shot things. Yeah, I remember uh, Scorponok um, had a, like a missile from his claw. He had a claw. missile from his claw. Waspinator in the show, he has this bug that uh, uh, like a mosquito that attaches to the the Maximals and it like sucks their life energy out and drains them. Oh. And one of his toys was his his um, hand opened up and like a spring action fly would come out. Oh, that's kind of neat. And my favorite of all time was the Optimus Primal because mm-hmm. not only was the ape pretty cool, the way he transformed was really unique because you pivoted his body and he like turned all the way around and then his legs stood up straight. But he had two blue swords and cool. two Blastoise-like cannons that pop out like they're spring action. Oh. There's a button and the back of the ape... Fl- Pops open and then the rockets fold out and flatten right on top of his shoulders next to his head and sh- and hit straight out and then shoot missiles. That's pretty cool. It was the f- most. It was so much fun transforming him. The Megatron one pivoted as well. It was a lot of pivoting of their waists, but you could take the T Rex head uh-huh. and put it in water and soak up water and then squirt water out of the mouth. <laughs> That's um, great. And then he shot a missile from his tail. So, like, the toys I I loved. Yeah. I got, like, all the toys. I would keep the box, the back of the box. I would throw, I would rip off the plastic and keep the back of the box so that I could read about the Transformer. And I had a ton of them. I don't know where they are now. They're probably in my parents' basement. But uh, my favorite mm-hmm. is definitely the Optimus the Primal. Optimus Primal. I really wanted the Megatron. Uh, I will say, I don't have any for Transformers, but uh, for G.I. Joe, yeah. I have all of the cards. You know how they have their yeah, like, little the, cards the, on the yeah, back? Yeah, 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 the collectible cards. I have like two uh, uh, like little boxes yeah. of them filled 
and they're all in like alphabetical order or whatever, and they're really cool. Yeah, they're really, really I, cool. I, I am upset because like I, I threw out a lot of those boxes yeah. cleaning up, and after I got older, but like I learned from my brother to like to keep these things because uh-huh. because they're they're valuable to like remember. But also, they were valuable to keep. Like in some, yeah, X Men toys and, and like yeah. Spider Man toys of the time in the '90s, they were really sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these Transformers were really like that. The Rhinox one, I remember specifically, was like a metal had more metal on it, and his teeth like shined like a gold, so it oh. looked really fancy. And it was a heavier one, and and that one was always like forty dollars or something Whew. like a stupid expensive. Yeah, some um, some of those like uh, uh, late '80s into the early '90s toys. Got real expensive, like because yeah. GI Joes when I was a kid were a few bucks a piece. Oh yeah, because they're small and they're just plastic with a rubber band in the middle. Yeah, but even like the Transformers from when I was a kid weren't that expensive. But like the Beast Wars and stuff, stuff got real pricey. Get yeah, real pricey. Yeah, by the early '90s, stuff started jacking up in price. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, you know, which essentially just m- meant that. We were getting less toys, right? For the money that was being and, spent, and more yeah. adults are buying them and holding on to them as collectibles. Yeah, I'm sure that was happening quite a bit into the early, mm-hmm. into the early '90s, uh, because you know, by the '80s, everyone started to realize, oh, all this old stuff is getting rare and like stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hang on to this, and then everyone hung on to it, so it's not worth a dang. Right? Exactly. Ouch, figures. Yeah. I, I did a bunch of that stuff too, so I can't say much. Uh, my, but I would say there's not much less left to talk about on this game. Well, there's plenty to talk about with this series. Wait, the game or the, the series? Game, the game. Oh, the yeah, game, that's Greg. fair. Yeah. The game. Mm-hmm, that's fair. Um, my last thoughts on this game. Well, now we still have to talk about music. Oh, uh, oh no, there's uh, no uh, need uh, to drop uh, last uh, thoughts uh, yet. No, because I'm going to have to apologize for the music. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to let everybody know. Mm. That you should just watch the show and not play the game. <laughs> <laughs> and if you love this game, I want to know why. And I want to know if you've beaten it. Because it is very difficult. Is it nostalgia? It'd have to be, right? Oh, uh, that you've played it or beaten it? Uh, well, like it. Oh, to like it? Yeah, it has to be nostalgia. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, yeah, I don't right. know a sane person that would like this game and admit it. Open. It's just so hard to like see enemies. It's hard to lock on. It's got like a uh, weird fog of war type thing where like because it's trying to load. Yeah, Yeah. it's not. It's you can't see too far ahead of you. And I think it's like tank controls too. Um, it's just not. Yeah, not very good. No, no. I I kind of wanted it to be good when I like you know was jumping in to do research and stuff. I was like, man, I you know I this is a Transformers game that kind of escaped me when I was younger. I'd love to be able to jump in. No. Oh. It's no. not very good. We can we, when next time we hang out, we'll just boot it up. We'll each take a turn and we'll call it then. That sounds fair. That sounds very fair. I tell you what, though, chops. Let's go ahead. We're gonna hear a word from uh, one of our sponsors here, and then we're gonna go ahead and uh, listen to the music. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! So... Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Uh, all right. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the music in the game here. So the, the game itself was uh, uh, developed by SCE Cambridge Studio. Uh, That's and, uh, Sony's computer entertainment studio. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the main reason I bring that up is because uh, the company and the two composers went on to do some games that are, have a little bit of a bigger name to them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so this music was composed by Andrew Barnabas and Paul Arnold. Barnabas and Arnold worked previously on Frogger for PS1. You know, nothing crazy there with the music. But there's a few other games. They did Bionicle the game, which I've never played. I don't know if it's any good or not. But they also did Medieval 1 and 2. Really? The company that worked on Beast Wars went on to do the Medieval games, which were pretty popular. The, the company for the, the, the music 
or the the makers themselves? Well, the SCE Cambridge studio, I. Uh, uh, well, I had, I had I, I either can't... hired Barnabas or and Arnold, or they worked for them directly, oh, okay. right. because they uh, uh, SCE uh, uh, Cambridge Studio went on to do the Medieval series, and they were the ones who hmm. did the uh, the music for it. Well, they learned their lessons with this game and I moved guess. on from there. I'd have to go it's back. It's also and... a simpler concept. True, and it's also a uh, it's a platformer, right? Well, it's a licensed game too. Let's face it, the, not a lot of licensed games got a lot of work put Mini into Evil's them. Medieval's a licensed product? No, 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 I'm referring to Beast Wars. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was referring to the... Oh, I gotcha, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's so so Beast Wars is licensed, so I don't know that they put as much effort into it. I don't know. So I tell, I'll tell you what, everybody. Let's go ahead and first off listen to the, the theme from the show. Oh, you don't want to end with this? Well... I mean, we can. I was going to help bring him up and then kick him while they were down. No, I want to end with them. So we're going to end with the good stuff. So this is uh, uh, the two themes that Chops and I have chosen out. The first one we have is the urban uh, level music. So let's go ahead and give Urban Theme 1 a listen. feel like there are a lot of points of the song where you feel like, oh, something big's about to happen, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, oh, here's this drum run. It's going to build up. It's going to build up. It's just real. What's the, it's not grunt, like it's it's that real uh, me- mechanical or metal, like, what's the mm-hmm. term that I'm looking for? Sound. Um, uh I'm not sure what you're boring. It's very boring, <laughs> but no, it's like these like clanking, like it's very like harsh, like weird electronic tones. Oh, like um, a, a techno-y electronica. Yeah, yeah, but there's a, there's another term for it that I can't think of right now. I think I know what you're talking um, about, but yeah, it's not coming to my but mind. But it's just either. one of those. It's like you, you. I think you got this kind of music in a lot of '90s action movies. Yeah, it was just weird. It was almost weird more to fill. The air, yeah. Not, than not, there's else. no meaning to it. Yeah, it, it's 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 unfortunate because you can almost see, hear the makings of something good, right? You know, it like it starts building up, and you think like, oh, it's gonna start getting good, and there's gonna be a melody, and, and uh, nope. Okay. No, no, no. Nope. All right. So next up, we have uh, the Maximals Polluted Stage Three, and this is the one Chops chose. I had chosen the urban theme to uh, play for you guys, so let's go ahead and give this a listen.
there was more to that one. You know, I'll, I'll give him a bit of credit over the other song that I played. Yeah, but the hi-hat comes in like it's going to build to something, and it just builds to another bass line. Another bass line. <sighs> yeah. Like, you already got one bass line. I don't need three more. Yeah, I I just, I don't know. Like, I, I thought, when I went into this game, and I'm thinking, like, okay, you know, the, the gameplay's not looking that great. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of, like, I- interesting history I'm finding on this game. You know, we... Uh, Anytime I do research, I'm trying to find as much cool stuff to talk about. And I thought, well, I can always talk about the cartoon, but, like, you know, the cartoon should be a secondary thing for this. And I just, like, it had to be the focus because there's just so little about this game that's worth a dang. And the music, I thought, was so boring. And I'm such a music guy when it comes to video games, and I know you are, too. And so it's just like, oh. And just to give a little background, like, we pick games that we liked that we've liked or played in the past because it's, Typically, it's easier yeah. to talk about mm-hmm. and i thought this would be you know a fun one but it's uh not every episode's a winner not every <laughs> game's a winner and i'll tell you that i mean much. the episode has i think still been good yeah, i've, I've yeah, had a good yeah. time i just you know it's the it's just the game is not very fun well let's let's brighten it up with the theme song from the the cartoon yeah um because everybody loves like crazy cartoon theme songs right yeah even if it's not a good cartoon you gotta love the theme song oh absolutely even if you've never seen the cartoon at least you know give credit to the the you know uh uh, to the cartoon theme yeah uh so let's go ahead and give uh this is the theme to season one and this might have been the theme throughout all of the seasons but that's what we have listed here so let's go ahead and give it a listen metal guitar riff in there and the, the weird sound effects because we had to play the sound effects for the, the actual opening um it's Beast Wars! <laughs> so, so much better than the music and it's like 30 Beast seconds Wars. and then repeat <laughs> well we lost craig he's only gonna talk in beast wars now you know what my favorite uh, line from the opening cartoon was what beast wars <laughs> you know what my least favorite was what Beast Wars. <laughs> oh my I, god. You're broken. It's it's just it's it, it's so dumb. I love it. it. Yeah, but comparatively to the game, a lot better than it's, the it's game light here. years better. Music, yeah. It, light years. Yeah, it really is. I all in all, Beast Wars has been <laughs> just such a disappointment of a game. And you know what's funny? I, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh our buddy Tank. Uh, who you're also friends yes. with, of course. Uh, I brought him up on, yeah, I think I brought him up on Legend of Retro before. Yeah. Maybe it was Noiseland Arcade I brought him up. I don't know. Now I'm blanking. But uh, I think he really liked this game. And like, so I, I could see why. And I almost was like, man, I should reach out to Tank and, because uh, he liked the cartoon, I remember. Yeah. I was going to reach out to Tank and be like, oh, what can you tell me about the game? But I thought, you know what? Maybe it was just the cartoon he was into. We didn't have a lot of time to research this before we uh, uh, jumped in to record. So I thought, well, you know, I'll just I'll just hopefully do the game justice for him. I, th- I think you did. Uh, no, I don't think Tank wants to be my friend anymore. <laughs> we'll just ask him to listen to this episode, provide us with a commentary track, <laughs> and then we'll re-release the episode with his commentary track over it. I hate you guys. This game's awesome. I hate you guys. <laughs> so, Chops, what are your uh, kind of final thoughts on... Oh, I already on... gave them. I'm oh. sorry if you've played this game. <laughs> Watch the cartoon instead, mm-hmm. um, but only watch it up until the first uh, end of the first season. Second season's wacky. Transmetals is stupid. 
Uh, I would watch this up until they find the Autobots mm-hmm. on the planet and then go watch the original Transformers series. I think that's pretty fair. Or just the movie. Or just the movie. On repeat for 24 hours. No. Alternating between Transformers movie and G.I. Joe the movie. <laughs> and then buy all the toys of yes. Beast Wars. Not of Transformers, because the Transformers ones are stupid expensive. Well, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say they're stupid. I was going to be like, oh, they were awesome. No, no, no. They're way more expensive yeah, than no, Beast Wars. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Um, I, this game, unfortunately, falls into the trap, like I said, of just the wrong Sony games at the or PlayStation games at the wrong time. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, it could have been a lot more. Polygons were like the big thing, and yep. it, the graphics just don't really hold up. Yep. Uh, but I, I do have one last thing to, to, to say before we uh, move on, of course. Beast Wars. Uh, if if you had to pick one Beast War Transformer to be of the ones that we've talked about, which one would you be? Besides Megatron. Beast War. No, uh, uh, wait. Besides Megatron. Yeah, you can't be like Megatron or Optimus Prime. Uh, then either Dinobot or or Terror a Terrorosaur. Uh, yeah, the dinosaur ones. Okay. Dinobot was a maximal, so I think I'm going to have to go with Pterosaur. Well, he was a Predacon. Oh, he was, and then he switched sides he switched like sides. a traitor. Like a traitor, yeah. Like a traitor. Yeah, like a traitor. Yeah, like a traitor. Yeah, what like about you? Um, All the maximal ones are dumb. Like, I want to be <laughs> one of them, but they're all dumb. What um, about? Okay, yeah. Little. Yeah, they get Cheetor, and then they get the tiger, the white cheetah or whatever tiger guy. Oh, they had a white tiger like, dude. Yeah, and then uh, there's like a eagle lady, um, hmm. and then I think there's like another weird like falcon guy as well. I think I'd probably be the falcon guy, falcon dude, or falcon lady, whatever she, whatever it was, falcon person. Yeah, the, the falcon bot thing. That's that's fair. Yeah, I or no, I'm sorry, no Inferno. Oh, Inferno. That's right. You really like Inferno. Yeah, yeah. the red fire (laughs) ant who was like super strong and crazy. (laughs) It's hard to go wrong with that. Yeah, I feel like the Predacons turned into way cooler things than the uh, T-Rex, a giant spider, a black widow spider later on. And it's not even like they're small. Like they just like giant. Yeah. And then they get like special like forms of them later in in the series. Um yeah, like I would probably, I would die instantly from shock if I saw a giant spider. Yeah, you probably would. You're I, not big I, on insects. I, I, I would, and, yeah, probably die instantly from a heart attack. Hmm, <laughs> something for me to think about. Uh, <clears throat> anywho, uh, I tell you what, uh, chops. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, we'll we'll continue lamenting uh, Beast Wars for PS One in our hearts a bit longer. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So speaking of things from the 90s that didn't hold up as well. You want to go digging for gold there, Craig? You you get the reference? Did you ever get that? Yeah, I got the reference. I just, I... You need a a finger? Yeah, cram it in there. All right. We played Boogerman, a pick and flick adventure. Uh, it's Second Genesis, a gross game. It is super gross, and yeah. let's face it: in the the uh, mid nineties, gross out humor was a big thing. It was huge Beavis and Butthead, Ren and Stimpy, Life, Ren and Stimpy, yeah. uh, well, Aeon Flux felt gross in some ways. Uh, less gross out humor and more just like the, visually. Yeah, visually there's some like things crawling over eyeballs yeah, and stuff. The it was fly yeah. getting caught in the eyelashes. Ugh, yeah, that was gross. Just like unsettling images. Unsettling is more what I would yeah. say for Aeon Flux. But yeah, no, it's it's gross out like Earthbound's ad campaign was all about gross out humor. You know, there's just like oh, yeah. so much back then. Nickelodeon like you gag yeah. and like the slime mm-hmm. like just really big and gross stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kids were really getting into that. And, you know, so I think Boogerman, a pick and flick adventure, it was capitalizing on that era. But I don't know. I don't know that it held up very well. It didn't. I mean, it's an interesting platformer. 
I think it has some pretty unique uh, mechanics in it involved sure. in in the weird like powers that he gets. He and burps and farts. He burps and farts and throws boogers and and it's it's unique, but it's just enough to where like it gets old literally after thirty seconds. Yeah, it was. It just I don't know. I felt like they they didn't do. Uh, a great job. Like I wouldn't say the controls are terrible. Uh, no, I think they were they were decent. This concept is like, yeah, let's make a level like it's really gross, and then they're like slime everywhere yeah, and just, like porta potties. All and... level though, like oh yeah, let's make all level. I think it'd be really fun. And then the studio's like, no, you need to make a whole game about that. And they're like, no, like one level is fine. Like it's just, no, no, like one level is kind of gross. No, whole like game. No, like it's it's just fine. And, yeah. and and then it just became too much. I think the sprite art is for as gross as it is is still pretty good. Like they yeah. did a good job with the animation. The music didn't really stand out to me. No, not me. Me neither. Uh, I mean the the story, if you can call it one, is like there's what a janitor who falls in a machine and becomes a, a disgusting superhero? booger man. Yeah, like superhero. why would he want to become a disgusting man who like when he dies melts into sludge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is gross. It made me think of One Piece. I uh, which character? Not a character, just like the idea of like the fruit and, and him being like a slime monster or sludge <laughs> monster and like turning into sludge. Like that just oh, like uh, Caribou yeah. uh, from uh, uh, Fishman Island is when he first appears. The guy who becomes like a swamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some. That's yeah. just what it's made me feel like. No, that's yeah. I, I didn't even really consider that. It is. It's almost like a, a one piece devil fruit thing going on. Yeah, but he's but you can't use the ability to become a sludge pile in any way, shape, or form in this game. No, you you can die and become it, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it's a such a weird game. It was such a product of its time, and. You know, to a degree, there's there's a certain charm to that, but I feel like that charm didn't hold up especially well, well with this it, one. It kind of takes a couple things. It takes that hobo um, style of comedy from I think older cartoons, mm-hmm. where like you have that like weird eccentric hobo that's walking around with a hole in his sock when his big toe sticks uh-huh. out, and then you combine it with the gross out stuff of the '90s, and it's just too much of both tropes that it, it, it's it's weird like, like yeah it bothered me that he had a hole in his sock and his big toes were hanging out of it like that bothered me a lot and i don't know if that's because as an adult like holes in your socks are really annoying they like, really are like it drives me crazy <laughs> but it just it and it, it it just didn't it didn't appeal to me yeah and it's interesting because uh, uh some of the the games from this kind of series if you will that he's a part of is you have like you know earthworm jim yeah and you had like the clay fighter games and stuff. Uh, in fact, I think Boogerman might have been in one of the clay fighter oh, games. Oh, he might have probably two. Um, or I was thinking like sixty three and a third or whatever. Oh yeah, it says the right Nintendo there. Nintendo sixty four. Uh, what's that? This is right there in the last line of that first paragraph. Oh, I uh, uh, right? uh, made a cameo appearance as a playable character and the uh, and the rival of Earthworm Jim in Interplay's Clay Fighter sixty three and a third. Yeah. yeah, so he was in that. Uh, yeah, I I just I don't know. It's the the charm of a disgusting superhero is just I don't know. I'm sure at the time like but then again, I don't know. I I I don't remember no, I really renting the, it. I think at the time it probably hit on a, on a good Oh, few no, I, I think it probably did catch a lot of people's attention and a lot of people were probably into it, but like I don't remember playing it and liking it as a kid. Oh, I mean there's so many of these style of games I felt like that they dominated that I just didn't well, there's it, so many. Yeah. I didn't get into it. There were so many platforms. The Sega, like, what year was this again? Uh, uh, this game would have come out in uh, 1995. Uh, 95? Oh, no, I'm sorry, 94 on 94. the Genesis. So, uh, like, you had, for like, Super. some of the best platformers already out by then. Yeah, there's a lot. There's Mega Man X games, yeah. Mario, Sonic. So yeah, it's it's you know it's a it's a tough sell yeah. to be like, hey kids, do you want this not as well made, clumsier platform that's slower, gross. that's gross? And there's some kids that would have vaped that up. And well, and like now. it was kind of neat when you could like hold in like the burp or fart or something, and you could like do, or you got a power up and it like destroyed everything on screen. I think at one point <sighs> that sounds right. Um, so there was some neat upgrade mechanics, but other than that, for me, I, I'm I'm giving it like a three out of eight. 
I, I was going to say probably, like, for me, I think probably middle of the road. It, it's a functional game. It's not for me. Four out of eight. Yeah. Just real middle of the road. It doesn't do anything bad, I don't think, but it doesn't do anything great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm I'm real middle of the road on, on Booger Man, a pick and flick adventure. Yes. Ugh. I, but uh, I tell you what, uh, though, Chops, let's go ahead and uh, take some time and jump on over to our music bracket. Hey everyone, this is The Glitch here to bring you the final in our character theme music bracket. It's been a wild one, and I was glad that we were able to kind of do a draft this way, snake bracket style, um, so we could have really great competition. Finishing out the bracket with the final four was just insane, Um, but now we're here down to the last two. Here's the thing. Currently, right now, One of the contenders hasn't been chosen. Uh, As we speak, there are still possibilities to get in some votes. Um, If you're listening to this on the actual release time, you still have about five hours to get some votes in. But first up, we're going to go with our winner on the left side, which was Frog's Theme. Frog's Theme from Chrono Trigger, composed by Yoshinora Mitsuta. And Frog's Theme beat out Guile's Theme to get here. Which is crazy, but we're going to give this one a listen. Frog, as you know, the winner of our protagonist battle, and now here in the finals. So it is going up against between, like I said, the options are still open, uh, Zelda's Lullaby from the Ocarina of Time and Ken's Theme from Street Fighter II on the SNES. Zelda's Lullaby, uh, composed by Kojo Kondo. Uh, We're going to give that a really quick listen. Uh, I think it's only fair that we do play both songs, uh, so here we go with that. So there's Zelda's Lullaby still in the competition against Ken's theme, composed by Yoko Shimomura, and let's give that one a quick listen.
right, so that concludes our character theme bracket matchups for the season. Uh, be sure to check in on season six. New bracket, new songs, new competition. I'm going to send it now back to Craig and Chaps, who are going to tell you the different ways in which you can vote for the bracket. Once again, at this stage of the game, Chops, I feel like this is hard to call. It's given me a little bit of uh, anxiety on uh, thinking about what's going to win. And uh, I, I really hope it's me. You know, I don't like bracket things because they're usually sports related. Mm-hmm. So this is my, my only my only outlet for this type of stuff. Yeah, I don't do um, fa- uh, fantasy football. Yeah. I don't do fantasy basketball. But but my heart is uh, has definitely been been put through the ringer worked yeah bracket it's i mean like you know i don't think there were any bad themes that any of us chose as we would like set out to do um, it um no not that, not that i like i don't think anything super weird either uh well there was pokey's theme from earthbound that's a little weirder yeah uh, but I, I that's weirder because uh it like you have to be an earthbound fan I sure sure that. yeah i i don't like earthbound so like i don't appreciate it Sounds like that's a bucket list game you need to put on your no, list. No, no, I didn't. I, I don't think so. Hmm. No, it was. Well, yeah. Only if there was a time machine that could have gone back to say something to you. Oh, Anywho. Purposefully left out. Anyways. <laughs> I will kill you. Don't think I won't. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's. it's uh, oh, uh, that's actually something important uh, we probably shouldn't leave off is uh, how to let everyone know to go about voting. Yes, so we have multiple ways for you to vote so that you can make your voice count. So you can go to our Facebook page and Mm -hmm. vote on there. You can go to Twitter, Mm -hmm. vote on there. Discord, we'll post it in our Legend of Retro channel in the Discord. Or if you're a dollar member on Patreon at gamezillamedia.com slash, I'm sorry, Patreon dot, wow. You want me to take over? Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. No, I got it. I got it eventually. Um, If you sign up to become a patron, at a dollar, you can vote for an extra vote here in this bracket as well. I mean, I I would consider going to five because you get a bunch of perks. You get extra content. You get early release. Oh, Craig? Craig? I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff they get for $5, right? Yeah. So not only do they get a monthly Game Shark show from The Legend of Retro, yeah. our bonus episode, you get the post-credit scene from Last Action Podcast. You get behind the DM screen from I feel like Noobs this, and Dragons. This is one of those scenes where like the person like opens up their coat and is like, I've got Rolexes, I've got this, I've got gold chains, silver watches. Stranger, stranger. <laughs> what gem? Kind, what kind of bonus podcasts <laughs> are you looking for? I... We also, of course, have uh, the, uh, let's see, the uh, GameZilla's pre-show uh, for our video game news show. Uh, we also have uh, Smartline, uh, bi-monthly episodes from uh, Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast, uh, which I'm on. And uh, uh, as far as that goes... Shameless plugs. Oh, you want to hear Shameless? No, How about I'm this? Twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. You can see me playing retro games on Twitch. Tell him he needs to play... Oh, what was the game? Not Legend of Dragoon. But what was the other one? Earthbound. No, no, the other one that I said. I'm that pretty you, sure oh, no, you said Earthbound. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. He needs to play Star Wars: Knights. Yeah, of the Yeah, you're right, Chops. I should play Earthbound. No, not again. <laughs> Too bad. Please not again. <laughs> Too bad. Yep, I'll be MIA for another three months from your channel. Earthbound wasn't three months. Dragon Quest Seven was three months. Uh, yeah, and I was MIA for that one too. <laughs> well, there's just no pleasing you, so I'm not gonna try. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, make sure to uh, jump onto our Patreon because, yeah, for $5 a month, you get a ton of bonus content every month. Uh, and on top of that, uh, if you wanted to join us in our Discord, make sure to go to GameZillaMedia.com because our link for our Discord is available there. You can jump in, chat with us about uh, retro games. And if you love Beast Wars, we want to know oh, yeah. why and how. And, and if you're a Patreon member, you get a special channel dedicated to you. The so, VIP channel. So there's fun stuff you can talk about in there based on our, our, our stuff on Patreon. But yeah, I want to talk more about cartoons because I love cartoons. Yeah, we can jump into our anime, TV, and movie channel yes. and uh, talk about uh, cartoons there, which we should really do more often. We don't talk I enough mean, about if, cartoons. If, if I do that, I'm not doing anything else and I have a job I have to keep. So That's fair. I can't That's, be in there all yeah, day. Very fair. I. Uh, But yeah, uh, as far as that goes, you know, jump into the Discord, chat with us about Beast Wars, about previous episodes we've done. What would you like to see us do? Uh, You know, things like that. Uh, I mean, by all means, chat with us, reach out to us. I like to think we're pretty cool. On occasion. Every once in a while? Every once in a while. Once in a blue moon? 
No, no, more often than that. Like every full moon. Okay, so like once a month. Yeah. What would a full moon be? Every 20-something days? I don't know the moon cycle. I know that it gets full. I know that it's gone. Like, and I know that Congratulations, the, the, the sun eats the moon when it's gone. Congratulations. We know you're not a werewolf. <laughs> that was the werewolf test. Oh, I'm a werewolf all the time, covered in hair. Die, monster. <laughs> you don't belong in this world. All right, well, I need to go escape the clutches of uh, Van Craig WK over there. Um, but thank you for listening to this week's uh, Legend of Retro podcast. We'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. Peace, Peace War!